Hello and welcome to another episode of the Women X Film Festival podcast. Today we've rounded up some of our programmers to give you a little insight into the work that goes behind programming a film festival. Let's start off with some introductions. Courtney? Hello, my name is Courtney Cheshire. Uh, I'm a senior programmer and graphic designer. I have been programming with Women X since its first year. Uh, and my specialty areas are horror. I'm a big horror fan. And I just really am familiar with the genre. And I, you know, I love seeing the creativity that we get in this festival with horror. Uh, And then animation, because uh, I am an art school graduate. I'm an illustrator. uh, So it's also another area that's very unique. And we get a lot of variance. And in all three years, we've had some really amazing animations. Awesome. Uh, my name is Ashton Clark. I am the one of the many senior programmers we have at the festival, and I'm also a development exec at Rian Pictures. And I don't particularly have a genre specification, but because of what I studied and where I currently work, my big thing is the technical side. So I'm always keeping an eye out on the audio, how it's been filmed, the cinematography, the edit. So I tend to just be watching across that, particularly four genres, what's working, what I love. And we've had some films that just look so good in those. So that's sort of what I keep an eye out for. And I'm Lilia Pavin-Franks. I'm festival producer and junior programmer at Women X. Um, like Courtney, I'm particularly interested in horror, particularly films that sort of concern gender and sexuality. Um, so I'm always on the lookout for those. And I started programming for the festival for its very first edition in 2020 um, after sort of learning about programming after joining my local film club and learning about film festivals and getting into that industry full time and then here we are three years later. So if we talk about this festival a little bit this year's edition what was it like programming this year's festival and can you give us a little bit of an insight into the process? So what we tend to do is we will be previewing so that's watching the films as and when we sort of do them in batches so we're not trying to watch them all at once but we're not sort of trying to keep we try to watch as many as we can to try and get a feel of what we have what was really interesting this year is we saw quite a reflection of the previous years so uh last year we had a strand on motherhood so it was really rewarding to see a lot of films covering that topic in various ways so it's it's quite interesting to see the responses to what we showed previously same with horror we tried to sort of get a horror strand going so we saw a lot of that and so what we will do is we will preview films we will sort of give our opinions everyone watches the film multiple times so we get a lot of different opinions so it's very fair and then we will after that try and figure out what themes and genres are sort of coming together so we can start working on strands yeah, I think it is interesting this year because obviously we've had two editions now and the quality in both those years have been incredible. So it's always really exciting to see what you're going to get for the following year, um, particularly as we're like growing and, you know, spreading the word. So our submissions are a lot more global. So, you know, we get a much more diverse um, selection of films coming through year and year um, going on and obviously when we go into it we sort of have an idea of themes that we sort of want to go with um, for our strands like you said motherhood that's like kind of a, a really important one to the festival and like we always want to try and do some sort of like genre specific ones like horror but you can never guarantee like what you're going to get so you know 
we might really want a horror strand, but we might really struggle to actually get some horror submissions in. Um, but I think this year's submission um, submissions were really, really broad. And we had a lot of um, diversity, not just in terms of genre, but also, um, you know, specific sort of groups that they were coming from. Um, we made a lot of effort to sort of do a lot of outreach to make sure that our submissions were really broad this year. Mm-hmm. And we broke our own record for how many submissions we received which was obviously incredible but it also Mm -hmm. makes it all the more difficult because we had so many incredible films that you know we couldn't end up programming for the festival just because maybe they didn't fit into the strands that we ended up going with or you know it just wasn't a fit for this year so that's always like the bittersweet aspect of programming you know having to to kill your darlings in that way um but I think it has been like a really exciting year um for programming yeah I agree and I think one thing that I noticed this year and I've noticed it every year but um we got a lot this year there's just incredible student talent you'll watch a film and just be blown away by it and then read afterwards it was a student and it's just incredible you know what students can pull off with micro budgets zero budgets um and there's just a lot of really great up-and-coming filmmakers in this festival I think every year we see such a range of talent and I think that's one of the most exciting things to me is to go on and see our you know our alumni succeed or see them come back and it just it's like I feel like a proud mother Yeah, no, I totally understand that. It almost feels like a bit of a validation, especially when I recognize names to be like, oh my gosh, you know, there are thousands of festivals out there. They've remembered us when they came to make their new film and they still come back. Uh, You know, it's like, okay, we're doing something right. And, you know, it's also really rewarding to see that. And like Lilia said, it's also really heartbreaking sometimes when you see this incredible film and you're like, oh, it just, it, it doesn't fit with what we've had. And, you know, and that doesn't matter. We've had some latecomers come in. We've had films that will completely upend what we've had planned. So I don't think it's even a thing of you need to submit really early or you submit really late. Like it doesn't matter because we're constantly looking at what we have like literally pinned up on the wall sometimes Mm. and it's yeah it's really lovely to see the alumni but also it's just so equally rewarding to see these fantastic filmmakers that yeah just starting out and we can provide a a platform to sort of show off the work and it's it's just so rewarding to do that I agree (laughs) yeah and in terms of this year's submissions have we noticed any highlights or trends do you think we saw a lot of docs, uh, documentaries about family um, mm-hmm. and that was really lovely. And I don't know if that was sort of a side effect of COVID where people couldn't go out and explore. So they really chose to look inward, which is really lovely. And also maybe just people are very grateful and have just fantastic family stories. Like it's really I love a documentary anyway, just to learn. Mm-hmm. But they were really lovely perspectives. Yeah, I think, uh, and Lilia can probably agree, I think we have the strongest and and most horror submissions we've mm-hmm. ever had. We've had Definitely. great horrors in the past, but there have always been like two, three, four. And, you know, we've gotten them in there, but it, we've never really been able to have a really like big strand. So this year we do, and it was so exciting. And they're all so different and varied. And it was just so exciting to see so many different horrors. Cause I think horror is a genre 
that women and non-binary people can just really succeed in. There's so many, you know, incredible stories that can come from those perspectives. And we're seeing it in the industry on the whole, you know, in Hollywood and independent cinema. So it's just great to be able to be part of that at Women X. Yeah, I totally agree. I also think um, we definitely had a trend this year of people reacting to and responding to the particularly like sad case of Sarah Everard um, mm-hmm. and you know the the general influx of of violence against women in the media um, and I think that was a trend that caused like a lot of debate in our team um, you know in terms of responsibility and what we we can do as a film festival that is sort of like tailored to stories particularly about women so that was definitely a trend that we saw and it was quite a difficult trend obviously um having to to watch a lot of submissions that focus on that topic but i also thought this year we had a lot of films that concerned sort of our relationship with the digital sphere and like online presence which i think is really exciting um and i think given how chronically online everyone is these days it's a really interesting subject probably even more so after covid you know that's how we all live and i know this was one that we were hoping to sort of create a strand out of because it did become like that big of a trend and we didn't quite have the room for it this year but i think it's like something really exciting like going forward um and a really like interesting topic that you know causes a lot of discussion so that was one of my highlights i think from from the submissions i think also what's quite nice just talking about sort of the strands we you know had to make space for or had to say goodbye to i think a really nice highlight uh is the amount of northeast films we did get um so that's really lovely considering we are based in the northeast like to be able to see that and it was it was actually a great amalgamation of everything we said before, some amazing student films, some great films that really focus on women. And so it was really rewarding for us to be able to, again, we've been trying, we've had so much outreach to try and get enough films to be able to put together a strand. So for me, that's a massive highlight and that's just such a win for us yeah. <laughs> to be able to champion the talent in the, you know, that's what we've always wanted to do. Definitely. And I guess to sort of round this off, do you guys have a film that you think people should not miss this year at the festival or a few films or whatever? I know it's difficult to pick one. <laughs> uh, right off the bat for me, Lagragni, forgive me. Oh, yeah. With my terrible Midwestern American accent, trying to pronounce this word. Brilliant stop motion animation um, from alumni. Uh, Elise Tenegalt, again, I'm sorry if I have mispronounced your name and your film. Uh, It's just incredible. She is just unlike anyone else. I think she's one of the best filmmakers I've ever seen. Uh, It's just such a unique visual style. And as a visual artist myself, like the craftsmanship that goes in films is unparalleled. And then the story of this film is also so compelling. So to have the visuals and the story be so strong, it's just, it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. So do not miss Laura Ogney. Ashton? 
Um, I think I'm going to go wildly opposite direction with genre, <laughs> but I would really love to recommend a comedy. So once you've gone through the horror, you can lighten yourself yes. up. But um, Nails and Beauty, which was directed oh, so by good. Rona Foster, so good. Like if you want to get an insight into how my brain works, I was fully laughing out loud and cracking up at this one. <laughs> but also uh, the production design and the technical side of it, which is obviously something I really keep an eye out for. Stunning. I I just truly enjoyed it. Fantastic. I'm going to bring it back to horror. Sorry. This is a very <laughs> horror heavy episode. Um, and it's difficult to pick one, you know, from the amazing um, selection that we have this year. And I also think it's quite difficult to perhaps label these films all as horror because it feels quite reductive in a way. But one in particular that I do really love that when I watched it for the first time, just left me utterly speechless and uncomfortable, but in the best way is Underbelly. And I think that's going to cause a lot of conversation this year. Um, You know, I've watched it multiple times now, obviously. And every time I feel so like shocked to my core and like, I just feel like I could talk about it forever. And I do think that that's going to be this year's yellow bird, you know, just in terms of everyone's going to be talking about it. So I think that's a really exciting one that people shouldn't miss. Well, thank you everyone so much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Don't forget you can subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And also don't forget that tickets to Women X are available now and can be purchased via riannepictures.com forward slash Women X. We can't wait to see you there in September. Bye. Bye. Bye.